and welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a conservative atheist. Enjoy! And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist. And today we're going to talk about, um, we're going to discuss and go over the interview that, for some strange reason, I guess the guy's got balls of steel, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, one of the presidential candidates, one of the, uh, well, one of the um, Republican candidates for, you know, to run for president, uh, is doing giving the Young Turks uh Cenk, uh, Uyghur, Uyghur, however he pronounces his name. I know everybody calls him uh, Uyghur, but I think it's actually Uyghur. Um, and Anna Kasparian, and um, they're going to constantly, constantly talk about Donald Trump and not really ask um, Vivek Ramaswamy too much outside of this, the subject of Donald Trump because they're obsessed, and uh, that's what they want to talk about. All right, let's do the first clip disenfranchise voters between the ages of 18 and 25. You want to increase the voting age to 25 years old. Why do you want to do that? Well, I don't want to disenfranchise anybody, but I do think that we need to revive civic duty in this country. So right now, I think we suffer a crisis of national pride in the United States of America. I agree. Most people, especially young people, have no pride in the United States and no knowledge. Okay. So the same logic that we apply to immigrants who want to come to this country to say that you have to know something about the country before you vote in that country, I think it is fair to apply that same logic to somebody who turns 18 and acquires their citizenship that way. And if not that, then at least to serve the country in some minimal way. So if- That sounds reasonable to me. I don't know about you, but serve the country, whether it's in the police, the military... Um, whatever, whatever, volunteer work, whatever, um, or, and, or pass the test. If you don't know anything about civics, you don't know anything about government, um, then you don't need to be voting. That's, it's just that simple. I remember, you know, many years ago, they, they were, uh, it was Barack Obama running and they interviewed people in the line and they said, oh, are you voting for Barack Obama? Are you voting, or who are you voting for? I think that's how they worded it. And, you know, the people that said, I'm voting for Barack Obama, they asked him, well, who's the, uh, who's his vice president? And none of them knew. None of them knew. And that's just sad. It's not surprising anymore, but it's very sad. Ask me, are we better off or worse off as a nation if every high school senior has to pass the same civics test that every immigrant has to pass in order to become a voting citizen? I think that will make our country stronger. I think that will make our country more united. I think that will make our voting populace more informed, people more... Yeah, but you have to understand, liberals, the left, the progressives, whatever you want to call them, Democrats, they don't want the, the population more knowledgeable because that works against... They want dumb voters voting for them. And that's why they try to flood the country with illegal immigrants because they assume 
And if they do that for them, you know, people are cheering, uh, Joe Biden, thank you, Joe Biden at the border. Uh, if they're if they're getting into the country because of the Democrats and because of Joe Biden, they figure when they do get to vote, or if they somehow vote, even though they're illegal, that they're going to vote for uh, the, the Democrats. Proud to be an American. There was a 10-year-old girl who approached me in Iowa last week, having heard about this policy and some of the criticisms from the left and otherwise. She printed out the 100-question test. She scored 100%, 60% a passing score. If a 10-year-old girl in Iowa can do it, Yes, every high school senior can and should, too. That's not a Republican idea or a Democrat idea. Now, I personally believe that voting rates amongst young Americans will actually skyrocket once we revive that sense of civic pride and civic duty. I also favor making Election Day a national holiday. We should make voting in this country. I think most of those dummies aren't going to be willing to take the test so they can vote. That's what I think. So I'm going to have to disagree with Ramaswamy on this one a civic ritual that it should mean something it unites us to say that we take the time to know about our country our constitution and then participate in our republic and so i'm not saying you have to agree with me on that but i do think that if you're not going to agree with me on that then i challenge you to find a better idea and i'm open to it myself for how we revive that missing civic pride in our country but one way or another we're going to have to think outside of the existing box to do it and that's yeah. part of where i'm leading the way so exactly exactly i don't think he's asking anything unreasonable it's back when they said um somehow making people show um state id was racist how how does that make sense it doesn't make sense you you have to have a driver's license to drive a car you have to have a a state ID to at least to even cash checks. You, you have to have some sort of state ID with your picture on it to be able to do any, damn near anything as an adult. So, or even as a minor, if you get your driver's license early. So I, I don't see the problem. The, the problem is, is that they want to promote voter fraud. Uh, they, they don't want knowledgeable voters. And it's blatantly obvious. Otherwise, give me the real reason, because that can't be the real reason. Greg, I want to ask a follow-up on that. I have an idea that I've uh, discussed on the show before. I think that after people leave high school, they can go to the military, Peace Corps, AmeriCorps, etc. I think it unites the country. So I understand I have a different idea. I think it's interesting. Okay. Now, in terms of the, uh, you know, you say they need to know civics, but you know that if you knew civics, that this country also has a history of poll taxes, literacy tests, etc., to specifically disenfranchise some voters and yeah. so and you know that the republicans are losing under 25 year old voters in a massive uh you know way and that is so what's your point chink that uh, that uh the dumber the, the people are that uh, see you can't trust chink Uger. you really can't so what's your point chink you, you think that uh that this is a you know you don't want them to be knowledgeable so they can make it a uh informed decision i mean what's your what's your argument here absolutely clear based on the demographics on the polling information so it's it looks really convenient that all of a sudden you don't want as many young voters etc but he didn't say that he said require a civics test what's wrong with that there's oh, a civics test to become a citizen why not a civics test to to uh to vote here comes a question. So if we did your literacy test, your civics test, and it turned out that 80% of Republicans don't pass it, but it, but it, 
60% of Democrats do pass it. So it's a massive, massive disadvantage for Republicans. You just can't get your ignorant young folks, it's a hypothetical, ignorant young folks in, that are Republicans to pass any of these tests. Are you still okay with saying, no, 80% of Republican voters that are young, you can't vote because you're too ignorant. So his, his example is ignorant young Republicans. Anybody that's too fucking stupid to be able to pass the test shouldn't be able to vote, period, whoever they are. Or whatever the side, whatever side they're on, and uh, I, let's see what he has to say. I'm okay with it, regardless. And I think that the exactly. reason we apply the standard is think about the logic. The poll taxes, a lot of those were made with the explicit purpose of disenfranchising specific groups of people at a point in our national history when we were coming off of some inequitable treatment historically in the eyes of the law. Thankfully, we've moved up forward this country many decades past where we were even in the civil rights movement. Now, today, we do, I, I will remind you, there's a reason why we require every immigrant to this country to know those things before they vote. That's a good thing, by the way. I think that's important. But that same logic, if an immigrant knows, has to know it in order to vote, I don't think it is wrong to say no matter what your skin color or what your political affiliation, you should know the same things about the country at minimum to vote. Okay. And to those for whom you say tests aren't everything, there's a separate point I've built in. Six months of service to the country in a first responder role or a military role. But the point is, you've got to have some skin in the game or else you really have no way to play in the game. I think English should be the only language at the voting yeah. Exactly. English should be the only language at the voting booth. English should be the official language of this country. And, and the Republicans tried to vote it as the official language. But, of course, the Democrats fought them because they have absolutely no respect and no pride in this country. So none of the things that he's saying is unreasonable. It's all perfectly reasonable. So, the, you know, the young Turks, that they have to do all sorts of mental gymnastics to try to ask stupid questions and try to twist words. So, if you don't know that there is no such thing as fake electors, uh, then I guess we would disqualify almost all Republican voters, right? Look, I think that you can take that civics test, see how you do. I challenge you to do it. My sense is, my guess is you probably do pretty well. Uh, I already you took probably it. I'm have a different view. a citizen. So, yes, you'd have, I could. Good. So you'd have a, I crushed you'd it. Have a different, and I guarantee you I would do much, much better. So you yourself were an immigrant to this country. Great. Yes. Uh, my sense is that many people find this a little too frightening until they take a look at it. And then you say, hey, if somebody's voting for president of the United States, do we think it's important that they know what branch of government the U.S. president of leads? I think most people think that's a legitimate thing. I don't think Donald Trump knows, knows that. Are you positive they were back Donald on Trump, Trump would pass your test? Christ. He took a dementia test and I thought it was an that, IQ test. He thinks you can suspend things, the Constitution for no reason. I think you guys he thinks you can do martial law. I'm sorry, that's the greatest I, I, president the country. of the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm interested in the future of the country, but I'm not, I'm not interested in particularly psychoanalyzing another individual who seems to be your obsession for the day. No, when but there's actually a lot your obsession. I don't know why you're country. even running yes and when you... Okay, so you, you don't have to hate someone to run against them, do you? I don't, I don't think you do. I don't think you have to hate somebody to run against them. And so this, this is complete nonsense, obviously. Um, you know, you have to be, you know, mortal enemies to run against each other in a, an election. No. Absolutely not. I, th I think everything he said was reasonable. And uh, they keep bringing it back to Donald Trump, bringing it back to Donald Trump, because that's all they want to talk about, as I've already stated. Okay, let's go to the second clip.
care about the details Random as well. Jousting and uh, you just implemented a law having so, to do with political speech of a president and extended yes. it to the actions of the actions. president. If the actions no, of the president are criminal, he should be held to the, the same. Excuse me, I'm still speaking. Can you please let me finish my statement? Okay. If the actions of the president happen to be. So she interrupted him and she's. Which she's done a few times. She's interrupted him, and she's complaining because he just interrupted her. Hey, you're interrupting me interrupting you. Wow. She is smart. Illegal actions, especially in the context of our democratic process. You genuinely believe that that individual should not be held accountable for what he engaged in. You think that so any former sitting president of the United States can attempt to steal elections, can attempt to implement fake electors, and go against the will of the American people. Is that what you're arguing here? And I just want to address you correctly. What's your name? I mean, you just came on my show. You don't know my name? My name's Anna. I don't, actually. I thought I was talking okay. to Jake. What's your name? Anna, 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 good. No, we've been chatting for a while. I just wanted to address you conversation. So prepare for the so interview Anna, ahead of time. So, well, he so, didn't know your big look, mouth was going to be on the interview. Show. I'm making some time for you guys. I'm happy to have the open debate. Let's let's get some facts actually straight here. I so thought you were detail-oriented. I don't know. It's just, you're the are you, are, making, I, I are you interrupting again? Front, I promise you, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to getting into substance with you. So the reality is you're making an assertion that he broke the law. And then everything that you're doing is working backwards, making a legal judgment on a complex legal theory that has never been brought against a defendant in American history. So that's a circular reasoning. It's a circular loop. No. I would yeah, of course it is. It's a circular loop because they're, fine, they're, they're deciding that um, somebody is guilty of something. They don't know what the crime is, so they find the person and then they decide to find the crime. You're supposed to find the crime and then find the person. It's, you got to, they gave it ass backwards. No, it's not, it's Vivek. That doesn't make any sense what you're saying. Vivek, we're not making that. But Vivek, you're going in circles. Hold on, let's be clear. Nope. So what, we're not making the assertion. Prosecutors are making that assertion. And you're saying, do not let do, uh, the prosecutors do their job. Foreclose that. I don't want to no, discuss this. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. So can, can Joe Biden... Do a fake elector scheme and just make up electors and just, and declare himself president as Donald Trump wanted to do. And you admitted earlier he is lying. Donald Trump was lying. And so can no. Joe Biden lie and say, I've got fake electors and I'll even call them fake electors. And then you're not allowed to prosecute them because you just said, that's it. No one's allowed to prosecute former presidents. Go ahead. So is Joe Biden allowed well, to do the same exact which, thing? Let me just ask you guys a question, because I, I think I'm getting a sense or for your command of the details here. Which case would you like to talk about? There the are fake electors. Go ahead, fake electors. Which, so is Joe Biden allowed you, to do the same thing? One of you is talking about documents, and one of you is talking because about... Because he broke so many laws, but let's stick with fake electors. So, go ahead. Which one would you like to discuss? Fake electors, go ahead. Yeah. So there is no crime. Yeah, the idea is that they keep bringing up things over and over and over again in random order and expect him to be able to answer every question while they keep interrupting him and, and shouting over top of him. This is, you know, part of the tactic. Here that can be charged. That's the answer. There's no relevant crime. Now, can voters take this into account when determining who their next president is? Absolutely. That's exactly how our process works. But our Constitution has a process that has been followed, and it was followed here, and the U.S. president, absolutely, even if he's the outgoing president, 
has an opportunity to share his opinion, even if those opinions are not true and if that's found in a court of law. I don't have a view on that, but that's what the allegations are. That's what a court of law is, Vivek, but you're saying we're not allowed to go to a court of law. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to. I'm saying that I would pardon him because I think that these do not match the actual law that the Supreme Court has held applying to these set of facts. And I think it's a bad judgment for the U.S. Justice Department to bring this case because it divides the country and it sets an awful precedent that will now be used going forward for years unless we do something about it. Yeah, it'll be used against both sides for years, especially by the Democrats because they're the ones doing it now. But it will be used for years by both sides to one degree or another. And it, it opens Pandora's box and just creates chaos, as I've said in previous podcasts. Unless it takes a leader who actually unites this country, this is the new precedent in the United States of America. The new precedent is the party in power will look at who the opponent is and throw the legal statute book at them. That's not how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to find a crime and then decide whether or not you want to prosecute exactly. it the same standards you use for every American. That is not what's happening here. And there is little doubt that if Donald Trump were not running for president, they would not have brought these charges. So I think that... Yeah, if Donald Trump had walked away and said, okay, I had one term, I got cheated out of my second term, and I was, you know, they did everything they could to undermine me for my first term. Um, but it is what it is, and I'm an old man, and I'm going to go on my way. These charges would have never been brought. This is a, this is a, a you know, they're throwing everything at him but the kitchen sink to try to make sure that he isn't reelected. If you ask me, does this move towards uniting the country or not, I think it does not. I think it moves towards dividing the country, which is why I have been clear. Even though I'm running against Donald Trump, I would pardon him if I'm elected president because that will move this nation forward. And I do not think that we should be guided by vengeance and nope. grievance against one man. I do not think that that helps the United States of America. That's why I'm in this race. I 100% so that's why agree. I clearly answer your question. You asked me why would I pardon? That's why I would pardon. And just to be clear, you have absolutely no problem with the Trump campaign implementing fake electors. He's already in the state of answered Mexico, the same question over no and over and over again. In regard to election fraud, you're okay with that? But they're just going to keep pounding away. There is a difference between Answer what I've made the same judgment. Yes or no? I don't think that's illegal. I do not think, you don't think that's anything illegal. that's been laid out. Okay, you don't value don't our democratic process. Great I don't to hear think it. Anything that's uh, laid out has been a vile. So this bitch complains about interrupting while she does nothing but interrupt and scream over top of people of the law. That's what I... So, again, Anna Kasparian, she, she constantly talks over top of the guests, even worse than Cenk Uger, which is shocking because he does the same thing, but he doesn't do the same thing on the same level as she does. It's absolutely goddamn ridiculous, and um, she's just a bitch. She really is. I, I can't stand her. So... You know, it's a shame she doesn't commit some crime and go to prison. She probably has, but I, I don't think she's going to go to prison for anything. Just like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are completely guilty, but nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen to Hunter Biden, and nothing is definitely going to happen to Joe Biden. I don't care what, what they come up with. I don't care how, how obvious it is that he's guilty. He'd have to literally confess to everything. And then I'm, not even st I'm still not even sure after that. This, this is just a ridiculous world. I mean, people believe that if you cut your penis off, you can magically become a girl. In fact, they don't even think that you have to cut your penis off to become a girl. And so, I mean, this, this world has just gone completely crazy.
All right, let's go to the next clip. Issues that need to be discussed relating to election integrity. However, I would not have made those same judgments that Donald Trump did. This, though, belongs to the voters. This is a judgment for the voters of this country, not a judgment for a justice system that lands people in prison as its ultimate goal, especially political opponents. I just think that's bad for the United States of America. So leave it to the voters. Trust the voters to make the decision of who governs instead of trying to take it out of the voters' hands. And I don't think that should be a controversial idea. Yeah, it's definitely controversial because what you're saying is... uh, Leaving it to the voters is controversial. No, no, no. no, Yeah, that's exactly what you meant. When the former president broke laws, including going against the will of the American voters by implementing a slate of fake electors, which were noted as such in memos passed around within the Trump campaign, they were referred to as fake and fraudulent electors by Trump's co-conspirators. That is part of the evidence. Another piece of evidence that I think is compelling, to say the least, is that they had uh, fake electors in the state of New Mexico. So we're just going to keep on pounding away on this, not offering any real proof. Just keep on bringing up Trump. I I know for a fact Vivek Ramaswamy didn't come on here to talk about Trump for 90% of the, the interview. But they're so obsessed with Trump that that's all they want to talk about. Which had absolutely no pending litigation in regard so to look, uh, election we have a court fraud. And a legal system, and if you want to go into the details of this, the First Amendment absolutely protects, and courts have held this for a long time, dating back to a case called Alvarez. I think it was in 2012 that political officials, including elect- including candidates for election, unfortunately, like it or not, have the First Amendment right not to tell the truth. That's just a fact. It's not something that we so should Donald necessarily... Trump was lying. So Donald Trump was well, lying. I, 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 that's for the courts to decide. But what so I'm telling you So then he should be tried. It, if it's for the courts to decide, and we I live just, in a country of laws, and he's being charged with a very important uh, uh, criminal act, yesterday. why do you get to decide instead of the court system and say, oh, just let him off? Who cares what because that is? Because nobody else has been charged under the same set of facts. Because no one else tried to do a coup against America with a fake elector scheme. Do you know a second person who's ever been accused of that? We've had contested elections dating back to the late 1800s in this country. And a lot yeah, but no one ever down. did fake electors and tried okay. to do a coup, Vivek. So are you saying, because this is really important, because good... Okay, here we, here we go with the nonsense. I, I promise you, this is, we're going to go with the nonsense. Tink is about ready to start with his analogies and bullshit. For the goose is good for the gander. So you're saying Donald, so Joe Biden, on his way out, can take any national secrets and show them to anyone he likes. He can maybe you could even sell them. Whatever he can just take them. Who cares? Sell them. And hold so on. Pretty clear about this. Okay. Sell them. Okay. All right. But if, he's, if Donald Trump is charged with selling them, are we allowed to try him then, or do we just have to let him go? So why are we making up just fake shit? If Donald Trump sold them, could we prosecute him? Did Donald Trump sell them? No. So why are we even talking about this? Because Schenck just likes to, to, to run his mouth. That's why. No matter what he's we're, charged with. We're going to be on for most of an hour, so I think it's just important for you to understand something about me. I care about the details. Facts actually matter. I don't care about, care about the details random well. jousting. And uh, you just implemented. Yeah, I think he makes a good point. These people are just interested in verbal diarrhea. And they just keep on rambling and rambling and making up you know, ridiculous um, analogies and scenarios that aren't going on. They're not going on. And uh, so why are you even saying that? Imagine if Trump raped your mother. Would you want to have him prosecute her or would you uh, pardon him? 
I mean, this is stupid, asinine questions. Um, if you don't have an argument, just say you don't have an argument. But don't don't make up stupid shit to make yourself feel good. Trump on these unjust uh, charges. So if you pardon him on uh, taking national secrets without permission, not returning them, lying to the FBI, etc., does that mean that Joe Biden is allowed to do the same thing? That he could just take national secrets, show them to anyone he likes... Uh, even after he's president, he could just take the documents, bring them home, show them to anyone he likes, uh, and maybe other people, too, anyone who's got access to national secrets. Can they just show them to everyone, or is it just a special privilege that Donald Trump gets to have because you like him? Well, it is a, whether you like the law or not, I believe in this thing called the law, and the well, law does give a, what's that? I say, I'd love to see it because Donald Trump has broken about a dozen laws and you'd say you'd pardon him on every one of those criminal actions. Well, so, okay, well, I, I think it. that I think, I think part of the... So he has to have been convicted to, for you to know that he broke the law. And, you know, that's, you're just talking out of your ass now, Chink. Reason why is this, this is why I can't stand Chinkuzer. I have no respect for him or Anna Kasparian. If I did believe that and believe it was definitive, then I wouldn't adopt the position that I do. Every case brought against him levels a novel legal theory never before used. So for the particular case that you asked about, and I believe in getting into details, details matter. If you're going to convict somebody criminally, yes, the details doggone well matter. So the Presidential Records Act explicitly lays out the criteria for what documents a prior president is and is not able to access. If you don't like the law, change the law. But part of the reason is that we already entrust the U.S. president with making all kinds of incredible judgments, whether or not to use nuclear weapons on down. So, yes, that same president we do entrust when leaving office with access to those same. Of course, they, of course we do. What is he going to unsee the records? He's not he's going to look at him and not remember the records. Give me a break. Records. The judges have interpreted it, even in the Clinton sock drawer case, as it related to Bill Clinton, revealing undoubtedly classified information afterwards. A judge express, explicitly came down on interpreting that statute. So, so I've laid so so no detailed no, articles I, in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere. Okay, Anna, let him finish. Shut the fuck up. As opposed to legal scholars elsewhere, let them debate it. My job is to unite this country. And I do not think it sets a good precedent when the president of the United States and the Justice Department under him uses police force to indict its political opponents in the middle of an election and then issue gag orders to say that that opponent during the presidential election can't even talk about that relevant set of issues. Exactly, exactly. Not only, not only are they trying to railroad him and prosecute him for crimes he didn't commit and trying to weaponize the, the legal system against him, they've, they've had the judge actually put a gag order so he can't even talk about the case in public. He can't make his case. They can make their case, but he can't make his. I just don't think that's a good precedent, and I don't want to see that in one direction or the other. That's wrong. Do you believe it's a good precedent to implement a slate of fake electors to overturn the results of our democratic process and go against the will of the American voters? Guys, if you're enjoying this video, and if you don't mind taking a... Sorry. What are you waiting for? Back to the clip. Relating to election integrity. However, I would not have made those same judgments that Donald Trump did. This, though, belongs to the voters. This is a judgment for the voters of this country 
not a judgment for a justice system that lands people in prison as its ultimate goal, especially political opponents. I just think that's bad for the United States of America. Okay. So leave it to the voters. Trust the voters to make the decision of who governs okay. instead of trying to take it out of the voters' hands. And so I don't think that back. should be a controversial idea. Yeah, it's definitely controversial because what you're saying is... Uh, Leaving it to the voters is controversial. No, 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 no. Not, is, not that. He, hold on, hold when on. When the not former that. president yeah, broke laws, point. including going against the will of the American voters... Okay, well, again, you've decided he's broken laws. Are you a judge? Are you a jury? By implementing a slate of fake electors, which were noted as such in memos passed around within the Trump campaign. They were referred to as fake and fraudulent electors by Trump's co-conspirators. That is part of the evidence. Okay, we're having Another sound piece of evidence that I think is compelling, reason. to say the least, is that they had uh, fake electors. I'm looking at the in video. The, the words aren't Mexico, lining up. Which had absolutely no pending litigation in regard so to look, uh, election we have a court fraud. And a legal system, and if you want to go into the details of this, the First Amendment absolutely protects, and courts have held this for a long time, dating back to a case called Alvarez. I think it was in 2012 that political officials, including elect- including candidates for election. Unfortunately, like it or not, have the First Amendment right not to tell the truth. That's just a fact. It's not something that we so should Donald Trump was lying. So Donald Trump was well, lying. I, 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 that's for the courts to decide. Okay, so for some reason the, the clip got all screwed up. Some kind of technical issue. I'm not sure what the problem was. But they're, at some point their, their words on the video weren't matching up with the words that I was we can hear. And I don't know. I, I hope the next clip doesn't go the same way. Technical issues, folks. Technical issues. Sorry about that. But he's, he's got a damn good point. It's for the courts to decide. And he's saying that he doesn't believe that Trump is, is guilty of, of these crimes. And so, if he becomes president, which he's not going to, but if somehow he does, he's going to pardon him. And I agree with that. That's, that's the prerogative of the president. Issues that... I mean, are you telling me that if somehow uh, Joe Biden doesn't get in trouble for the shenanigans he's been up to, and uh, you would pardon oh, Donald Trump oh on these unjust. Uh, Are you telling me that Joe Biden, if he doesn't get caught up in in, in the crimes that he's probably committed, that he's not gonna he's not going to uh, pardon Hunter Biden? Of course he will. If he if he wins the presidency. Hunter Biden is going to skate on everything. The issues that was reported on widely during the Trump administration was how he was directing official government business to Trump properties and then inflating the prices of the hotel stays for government officials and members of the military in order to pad his pockets. Did you at all have a problem with that? So have those facts been reported in the same way that these other facts have been? I don't know. My question, though, and my answer is, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, you should not use your government connections to make money, period. And so what does that mean? Ten-year ban on lobbying? I favor it. If you- yeah, ten-year ban on lobbying before you take office, some type of government office, and uh, ten-year ban after you leave office, whatever, whatever the situation may be. If you're if you're register if you're uh, legislating or regulating uh, an industry, you shouldn't have just came off of working for them or being a partner in their company, and it, you should also shouldn't be able to join their company right after you leave office. 
If that's not corruption, I don't know what is. And one more time, I think that every, every political position, whether it's mayor, governor, um, president, senator, um, representative, whatever it is, I think that all of them should have a, uh, a limit just like the president does. Two terms of four years each, and that's it. Believe the government. You should not be able to lobby the government for more than 10 years. If we found out that the Saudis uh, decided to buy the PGA and funnel all of the, or a lot of the tournaments, the, coincidentally, Donald Trump's golf uh, courses. He's already answered uh, this. Right after he was in charge of policy with Saudi Arabia, you would be outraged by that. So I don't understand this game of innuendo. I have no idea what you're, what facts you're referring to. He's not, not referring to facts. Here, I'll give you another one. He's making up hypotheticals. hypotheticals. That's actually what's happening in the real world. But I'll give you another one. You said earlier that you're opposed to people taking super PAC money and you think that's corrupting and it's, it makes them circus money. Again, I totally well, I agree with you. Packs, I, I totally yeah. agree with you, okay? So Sheldon Adelson gave over $100 million to pro-Trump super PACs and... Then Donald Trump did all the things that Sheldon Adelson asked him to do, including getting rid of corruption charges on him, including uh, fighting ESUs, including bringing back money from abroad. Sheldon, Does anybody trust anything that Cenk Uyghur says? Because I don't. Adelson's main money was in China, I, in Macau uh, casinos, where he was able to bring it back at 8%. I could be with you. This is the system in both political parties that needs to end. Now, what did I say from everybody, even the people I'm running against in this race? It is legal within the bounds of the law. I think we need to change the law so that we have an even-handed system where you don't have a special class of mega-donor billionaires influencing what politicians do. Okay, so you are clear. So you're Exactly. He said this over and over and over and over again. You're just not willing to accept the answers. So That's it what does happens. apply to Trump. So Trump it was applies. corrupt when he took uh, his super PACs to go over $100 million in both elections I said, from I said, the same, I said the same thing I said at the very beginning. It is legal, and that's why we need to change it. We okay, need to change corrupt. the system where you do not want people to effectively have disproportionate influence on their politicians. Exactly. I agree on that. Change the law. I, I, what's the game you're trying to play? I don't no, know. No, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not trying to play a game. Yeah, you are. You and that fucking bitch that, that co-hosts the show for you, with you, uh, have been playing games the entire... Uh, Entire interview, and that's what you do every show, whether you have an interview guest or it's just you talking. Constant manipulation, constant games, and zero sincerity or integrity. Yeah, I'm trying to understand. It is a corrupt system. I've yeah, and Donald times. Trump participated Super in that corrupt system corrupt and is system. part of that corruption. Every politician okay. uh, participates in it. There's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I agree with you. I really don't. <laughs> the, the level of obsession, I mean, the, the Trump derangement syndrome, it's really sad. He's pulling a 59%, brother. You're pulling you a 7%. So you have to hate someone because they're in a competition with you and, and you're and they're beating you? You have to hate that person and try to ruin their lives. Yeah, that's exactly how you think. What do you mean if Trump derangement syndrome? Not only that look, but, in this country. But the fact you're running against he's the number so one what? Republican candidate. You're running against him. What do you mean obsession? It's just befuddling so, that you so refuse not, so, so, to call him out on anything. How many times has George Soros' son visited Joe Biden in the White House? And how okay, much is George Soros? My point is, but my point is, it's not useful because you could do this for every politician. Yeah, exactly what I just said. Every single politician participates in the 
and the system and anything that's legal. And so if you don't want it to be illegal anymore, make sure that, it, that you change the laws and it's illegal. I mean, you know, what else needs to be said? In America. That's the fact of the matter. And so, as I said in the beginning, a lot of these are good people tainted by a broken system. Some of them aren't even good people. They exploited. But most of them, I've learned, are good people tainted by a broken system. Fix the system. I'm not running against any of those candidates. I know you want me to think I'm running against Trump. I'm not running against any of those candidates. I'm running against that system. Exactly. And I think that that's something that probably on a day where you're in lot. No. There's not going to be any day where him, those, that's the end of the clips. There's not going to be any day where him and Anna Kasparian are uh, reasonable human beings who don't just keep beating away at the same drum because they hate Trump. That, that's just going to be the way it is. There's, there's no way of getting around that. It's sad, but it's true. Uh, the, obs the obsession is real. Um, every time somebody doesn't like a president, they say, but the other side says, you know, I think it started with Clinton. I could be wrong, but Clinton derangement syndrome. Then they went to Bush derangement syndrome, George W. Bush. Then they went to Barack Obama derangement syndrome. Then they went to Trump derangement syndrome. And I've even heard people say Joe Biden derangement syndrome or Biden derangement syndrome. And now we're back on Trump derangement syndrome. The fact is, is that we're in an adversarial system and obviously the Democrats will do literally anything, anything, legal, illegal, ethical, unethical, moral, immoral to, to win and, and gain power and keep control of the country and to manipulate our society and undermine the efforts for us to keep this society together. They're, they're literally picking away at the, the very fabric of society, the fabric, the, the, the threads of reality. When they claim, and I'm going to go back on this again, when they claim that some young boy can cut his penis off and become a girl, or not even cut his penis off, just say he's a girl. When they say that, or that a girl can, you know, she plays with trucks, so now magically she's, she's a boy. How about they're just kids and they're just playing? Or most people that have, most children that have gender dysphoria, they're confused about their gender, which is a, you know, a serious medical issue, mental health issue. They grow out of it by the time they reach puberty. About 80 some odd percent grow out of it. And the, the remainder, most of them turn out to be gay. So in my mind, this whole... Um, transgender bullshit is almost like um, conversion therapy. You know, there's Christian, Christian organizations that do conversion therapy and they believe that they can pray with the person and somehow convince them not to be gay. And this seems like that. This seems like the secular version of that. Um, if anybody disagrees with me, you're welcome to disagree with me. Leave a comment. I have a lot of people listening to me, but nobody is... Uh, Leaving comments are very few. I, I really don't know why. Uh, I've even had people tell me they were going to leave comments. And I gave them a shout-out, and they still haven't left comments. So, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I really don't. Um, plenty of listeners, no comments. I mean, I, I'm kind of a hypocrite because when I listen to podcasts, I rarely leave a comment. Not never, but almost never. So, yeah, I admit it. I'm a hypocrite. All right. So... Uh, you heard what Ramaswamy, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy said to Cenk Uger and Anna Kasparian on the Young Turks. And 
you, you judge for yourself. I say they manipulated the hell out of the, the interview. They, they tried to, you know, put words in his mouth. Um, they came up with all kinds of crazy hypotheticals. And uh, they were just manipulative pieces of shit. Hypocrites. Anna kept interrupting him, yet she would complain about him interrupting her. And she even kept interrupting Chinkuber, so she doesn't have any, even have any, any respect for her own boss. Which is, if you've seen the show enough and seen her enough, it's not really that shocking. So, this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I appreciate everybody listening. If you're listening and you have it and you like this podcast, or you like any of the other episodes, please leave a comment. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, it's free, please subscribe to the podcast. All right, folks. Everybody, thanks for listening. Take care. One last thing before I let you go. Tonight, when you're laying in the dark, flat on your back, staring up at the ceiling, drifting off into sleep, I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over and over again. The conservative atheist is always right. 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 And in the morning when you wake up, you'll feel like a refreshed, renewed person. The sun will shine brighter. The air will feel crisper. The flowers will smell sweeter. The birds will sing your name. And all will be right with the world. And if not, maybe you're some jackass atheist that some far lefty bigot that needs to pull his head out of his ass. All right, you knuckleheads. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.